How's it going guys? Past level question, cardio step one, internal surgery 2CK, 64 year old man, progressive shortness of breath when walking his dog in the morning, no chest pain, 30 year history, type 2 diabetes, mellitus, managed with insulin, blood pressure 120 or 80. Question wants to know what's most likely to be seen in this patient. This patient has left heart failure, which is going to present with pulmonary findings, dyspnea, orthopnea, paroxysmal nocturnal dyspnea, and patient can have pulmonary edema, sometimes pleural effusions. In contrast, right heart failure findings going to be systemic. JVD, peripheral edema, very rarely hepatosplenomegaly. Now it's going to be his 30-year history of diabetes mellitus causing atherosclerosis of the coronary arteries, which is going to lead to decompensation of the myocardium with increased oxygen demand. The elephant in the room is, well, he doesn't have chest pain. You say, if your contention is that he's got atherosclerosis causing left heart failure, why wouldn't he have anginal pain? Good fucking question. I've seen this on the NBME exam, not my opinion. We can probably just state the notion that the anginal pain will surface when he has graded 80-90% occlusion, but holy shit, maybe he's only got 70% occlusion, which can cause left heart decompensation with exertion, but he's not yet uh, clinically symptomatic for anginal pain. So our chest x-ray is showing us an enlarged cardiac silhouette, dilated cardiomyopathy. Let's just hop to the answers. Choice A, decreased bradykinase activity, wrong fucking answer. If you've been watching my content, I've talked about how this is another way the NBME can write angiotensin converting enzyme. If he has systolic dysfunction in the, in the setting of dilated cardiomyopathy with, with reduced ejection fraction, there's going to be reduced renal perfusion, upregulation of RAS, renal angiotensin aldosterone system, and we're going to have increased conversion of angiotensin 1 to angiotensin 2. So we have increased bradykinase activity in this setting. Choice A, wrong fucking answer. Choice B, left axis deviation, correct answer. Now I've talked about this in my PDFs, talked about this in prior YouTube clips. So left axis deviation, left bundle branch block, paradoxical splitting of S2. Those are three findings that if you see in a vignette, they just mean left ventricular hypertrophy, okay? Likewise, if you see right axis deviation, right bundle branch block, wide splitting of S2, that's right ventricular hypertrophy. Now, if you start asking students, if I'm meeting one-on-one -on -one with a student, we get a big 12-line paragraph, and they say somewhere in there, there's left axis deviation, I say, what does that mean? Student starts giving me a technical answer about the ECG leads. No one fucking cares, okay? It just means left ventricular hypertrophy. And why am I harping on this? I'll tell you. Because they'll give you a one-liner on the NBME. They'll just say, eight-year-old boy has left axis deviation. What's the diagnosis? And the answer is, in this particular question, I'm thinking of coarctation of the aorta. You say, well, that's kind of a weird association. Well, you can eliminate to get there because in that particular instance, all four of the other answers could not cause left ventricular hypertrophy. So this is a high-yield finding for... Uh, patients who have uh, any type of heart enlargement. Okay, so left axis deviation, left bundle branch block, paradoxical splitting of S2. Let's just hop through the others here. Normal pulmonary capillary wedge pressure, wrong fucking answer. So in the setting of left heart pathology, any left heart pathology for that matter, valvular can just be overt left heart failure, MI, etc. We're going to have increased left atrial pressure. Left atrial pressure equals pulmonary capillary wedge pressure, so increased pulmonary capillary hydrostatic pressure, transudation of fluid into the alveolar spaces, pulmonary edema. So if we had pulmonary edema with a normal PCWP, that would tell us that it's not left heart in origin. It's not cardiogenic in origin. For example, 44-year-old alcoholic with pancreatitis has bilateral crackles and low oxygen sets, normal PCWP tells you it's not the left heart, it's ARDS. 
or core pulmonale, where we have right, which is right heart failure due to a pulmonary cause, we'd have normal PCWP. So I've harped on this, I've inculcated this. PCWP on USMLE, one of the highest yield pass level concepts. Okay, if they give you a 15 line paragraph and it's some sort of shock, there's low blood pressure, and they say in the last line PCWP is increased, the answer will just be whatever is cardiogenic, e.g., MI. Students reading for 12 minutes trying to figure out what's going on. Choice C, wrong fucking answer. Choice D, S4 heart sound, wrong fucking answer. It means diastolic dysfunction. So this patient has dilated cardiomyopathy, which is basically always going to be systolic dysfunction, which will be an S3 heart sound 29 out of 30 times. Okay? So S4 means a stiffened left ventricle due to afterload. Diastolic dysfunction, preserved ejection fraction. I gave you normal blood pressure here because if I gave you elevated blood pressure, you could draw the contention that, well, that's afterload on the left ventricle and couldn't there be diastolic dysfunction with S4 heart sound, right? So I gave you normal tension to eliminate that conflation. In contrast, S3, decreased ejection fraction, increased preload, okay? Dilated cardiomyopathy, reduced ejection fraction. It's very important. 9 out of 100 times, okay? Obviously, it can be high-endurance athletes and pregnancy physiologically. Choice D, wrong fucking answer. Choice E, tricuspid regurg, wrong fucking answer. Those of you who are astute and follow my content know that I've talked about how the highest yield cause of tricuspid regurg and USMLE is pulmonary hypertension slash core pulmonale. If it's the first time you're hearing this, sounds weird. Not pulmonic regurg, tricuspid regurg. So you could make the contention easily that, well, if he's got a left heart pathology, wouldn't that back up to the right heart via pulmonary hypertension, which could lead to tricuspid regurg? Absolutely. And that's what NBME will do sometimes. They'll give you two potential answers, but one is better than the other, which is the most likely slash the best answer here. And we clearly have left ventricular enlargement. We clearly have dilated cardiomyopathy. Wrong fucking answer. You know the deal. Makes you make more content. If you like my stuff, subscribe to my channel. I appreciate your time. That's it.